chucks it now. They want to get it to Stoudemire. They want to get it to Stoudemire. Got to hurry now. Seven seconds. Here he comes. It's one-on-one -on -one with Lonick. Lonick stays. Almost stolen. They've got it. Two seconds. Robinson at the buzzer. Yes. 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 Robinson at the buzzer. Brent Musburger and Dick Vitale, Stanford over Arizona. PK could not have been happy to see the Wildcats go down. Nick Robinson will join us briefly. He hit the shot. Now he's a Cougar assistant coach, and they're coming off a big win at home over Baylor. That's the beauty of sports. You go to a game, and it very well could be a moment that will live on for however long. And that was one of them. You know, the ball gets popped out. He fires it up there and goes in at home. Uh, and Tiger Woods is sitting on the front row, standing on the front row at that point, as obviously had the Stanford connection there. And I don't even know when that was, but it's still, to this day, it's awesome. And it was against the the just, just the debacle of a group of people that is known as the University of Arizona basketball program. <laughs> Debacle of a group of people. Okay. Nick Robinson joins us now. Nick, good morning. Good morning, guys. We just had Brent Musburger screaming and yelling after you hit the shot to beat Arizona. We did that just to put PK in a good mood for you. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> the rush you get playing, the rush you get coaching i think we can imagine even if we can't know we can imagine the rush when that shot goes in and beats arizona what's the rush you get as a coach though when you see your guys playing well again because that's three out of four now that's five out of seven and obviously that was a nationally ranked baylor team what's the adrenaline rush like now you know it's an incredible rush uh, for us to be able to respond um, after the performance that we had on Saturday uh, was very satisfying uh, for our entire team, um, not just the, the entire Marriott Center and Rock Nation and Cougar Nation, right? Um, you know, we were extremely pleased with the effort, the energy, uh, the focus, and we're super excited and very satisfied after that victory. Khalifa, wow, what a game, what a player. You know, I had the opportunity to interview him after you first got him, and his story, aside from basketball, is just incredible. So you're going to root for a kid like that. I'm wondering, he puts his name in the transfer portal uh, last year. What do you guys know about him at the time, and how do you go about uh, researching and doing your homework to say that's a player that we'd be interested in? Well, we knew uh, about Ali because we actually had pretty good relationships with the staff over at, Sh at Charlotte uh, that were long, uh, you know, long-term relationships. And so to be able to follow that team as they went on to win uh, the CBI last year was essentially a huge turnaround for the entire program. And so we had a, a semblance of an idea that he had been extremely well-coached um, that his defensive fundamentals uh, were very solid, that he had a high IQ. And then we started to look at the stats and the film and realized, wow, he can really pass this basketball. He can really shoot the basketball. He might be a really good fit at BYU once he's in the transfer portal. So it was, um, 
you know, a great opportunity for us to be able to get him on the phone, uh, for us to be able to find out a little bit more about his story, and then to go through the pretty quick uh, transfer portal recruiting process with him. And we're grateful that he decided to come to BYU. Passing is an interesting skill in basketball, and I get the physical stuff of being able to pass off the dribble, kind of do two things at once, and and also willing passers. Some people just don't want to pass, so they'll never be a good passer. But there's something extra to see some of the passes he sees and to see them as soon as he sees them. Can you coach that up, or is that just something somebody has or doesn't have? You know, he brought a lot of that to us meaning he was raised uh, uh, in basketball, uh, you know, with an older sister um, who's coached him extremely well and, uh, you know, allowed him to, uh, you know, kind of grow under her tutelage. And then he spent uh, multiple years uh, in Australia uh, where they know, where we know that they, you know, uh, teach very fundamental skilled basketball. Uh, and then again, right at Charlotte, he, uh, you know, was well coached. And so he brought a lot of his vision um, his skill in passing, his ability to be able to read plays. And so we've been fortunate, uh, you know, Coach Feger and Coach Pope, uh, you know, have done a great job uh, of orchestrating, you know, some of our offensive schemes uh, to fit his skills. You mentioned that recruiting, you know, you talk about recruiting at the with the high school kids. You establish the relationship early, you know, maybe ninth grade or so, and then it's built up over years and then the kid commits and so forth and so on. In the transfer portal, how condensed is it? Because it seems like high school kids years transfer portal days. Is that accurate? That's absolutely accurate. I mean, for us, uh, you know, we uh, generally try to do everything that we can to uh, get in contact with the player or those that are closest to him, um, you know, once they're in the transfer portal within the first, you know, you know, couple of hours. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the, the dating slash courting period uh, takes about 24 to 48 hours to see if there's actual mutual interest. And then from there, uh, you know, it's really about a two-and-a-half to three weeks, sometimes a month process, uh, if you're lucky to get to that stage, uh, where an individual has uh, now, you know, evaluated the schools, um, evaluated, uh, you know, what they're looking for, uh, and evaluated the opportunity that might be available to them uh, at the, you know, top two or three schools. And then the decision process is made. Uh, you know, the difference uh, between high school versus uh, kind of the transfer portal is uh, all the individuals in the transfer portal went through the high school recruiting process. And so they understand kind of what uh, college recruiting is like. They understand what college is now. Uh, and so they have an understanding of what it means to uh, be in, in, in essentially what is most important to them. So once they're able to find out what's most important to them, uh, you know, it makes the recruiting matching uh, process a little bit easier. Obviously, you tried to educate yourself on the Big 12 and prepare as a coaching staff for this move, but you can't know everything. You anticipated a lot of this, but what's the biggest surprise been? You know, I think the biggest surprise is uh, what we uh, were told, but you can't really know until you experience it, uh, that the Big 12 is a gauntlet, that every single night um, is a physical um, uh, battle. Uh, it's uh, very, very high-level coaching. It's very high-level uh, individual players. It's very high-level teams. 
And so uh, we understood uh, that, but we had not experienced it. Uh, now we're 13 games in and uh, have a better sense of what that is uh, and what it means uh, to be <laughs> in the middle of the gauntlet. Um, and we're uh, super excited about the next game. You've had decent success on the road, and you know you won a couple of ball games in conference, and you had some other ones that obviously you could have won. And then at home, you know lost a couple of ball games, but you've had some great, great wins. So the ability is there to find success no matter where you play. What do you do need to do to channel the good stuff on the road when you go? Excuse me, the good stuff at home when you go on the road these next couple of ball games. Yeah, when we're playing at home, clearly uh, Cougar Nation, The Rock, uh, the Marriott Center, um, you know, provides uh, an incredible amount uh, of, uh, uh, you know, excitement. Um, It provides an incredible amount of support. And so we're so grateful for the opportunity that we have to, you know, be in the Marriott Center. Um, And so, uh, you know, with two more games uh, at home, um, you know, we're excited about, uh, you know, what that brings. But with three more games on the road, uh, we really have got to channel uh, the togetherness, the toughness, the grit, the uh, fight that we uh, brought as a team, uh, you know, like we did in, in uh, last night's game. And so, uh, you know, our ability to be able to focus in uh, in those areas and to really trust uh uh, the guys, right, to really trust one another in their defensive assignments and rotations and their offensive execution, um, uh, you know, really honing in on that process is really the key for us uh, as we move forward in any game. How much are you opening eyes and recruiting since everything happens at the same time with the way you've played this year? Uh, sorry, sorry, say that one more time. With the way that you're debuting in the Big 12 – how is that changing the recruiting process for you? Great. Thanks for repeating that. Um, I think that that, uh, you know, really continues to open up doors, right? BYU has an incredible history, right? There's been so many teams and players that have uh, built the program to this point. Uh, but to be in the number one conference in the country, uh, to be uh, in the top 25 for as many weeks as we've been in, uh, to get a huge home win headed down the stretch, um, you know, with the sights of postseason uh, right there, uh, you know, the opportunity that this provides and the exposure that it provides uh, will really help us, uh, you know, as we continue to uh, recruit and, uh, you know, prepare for, uh, you know, recruiting and future uh, teams uh, in the Big 12. Your playing rotations have been interesting to me because, you know, Foose was down and then it took him a while to get back. And then a couple games you went on the road, and he was huge. Uh, and then he's not getting as many minutes. Trey Stewart uh, wasn't getting any minutes. Now he's getting some. And uh, my question then, the point I'm making, is how much is Coach Pope and you guys going by feel as opposed to set rotations in terms of minutes played per game? Yeah, one of the things that uh, we've been really fortunate over the course of the season uh, when we've had guys out of the lineup is we've had uh, multiple guys uh, step up. And, uh, you know, as we've gone through the Big 12 uh, schedule and seen every team uh, essentially outside of Kansas and TCU uh, for the first time, um, you know, we're able to uh, continue to evaluate the rotations um, from an analytical perspective, from a field perspective, from an in-game uh, perspective. And so, 
you know, every individual understands that they've got to be ready to come in and perform at a high level because every game is a high-level game. And so uh, I think it's a combination of all of those areas as we, uh, you know, continue to uh, try to uh, work through the rotations game by game uh, so that we can be successful. Obviously, you have to hit threes in this era of basketball. It's it's really three-dependent. But some of your guys, their movement off the ball and their ability to cut and get you easy buckets, and Noah Waterman had a great cut and got a dunk, uh, and he actually got a couple of them. How do you keep your guys invested in that part of the game? Because it's natural for players to think, hey, the three's going or it's not going, and be out there. And, and you can't exclusively live and die by that. So how do you get those other moments in the game where a guy on the weak side sees somebody turn their head and goes to the hoop and gets you an easy two? Well, because we're such a threat from three, I mean, it allows us offensively to be able to take advantage of some cutting opportunities. Um, in addition, right, Foose um, and clearly Ali uh, have become much better in terms of reading the opportunities uh, to uh, pass the ball to amazing cutters. Um, you know, Richie, Noah, you mentioned, Trevin, uh, Jackson, uh, you know, each of those guys uh, clearly right, do a great job from three, which means uh, that teams are going to guard them uh, in such a way that we can have opportunities at the rim. And so uh, it's a combination of being great cutters, but also having great passers uh, to be able to uh, provide us those opportunities. I saw a quote from uh, Ari Emma, who coaches the women's basketball at UConn, obviously has been extremely successful. And he was saying that, you know, everybody has a role on the team. Some, uh, in his case, women, obviously, would be to score 20 points a game, and but not everybody has that role. But everybody has the role, particularly to bring energy to what you're trying to accomplish every day. And your role can be different, uh, score, defender, whatever it might be, screener. And you look at Saunders, and when I saw that quote, first guy I thought of was Saunders because somehow he manages to bring energy to everything that he does at least from our perspective when I turn on the television to watch can you speak to how important that is yeah Richie's energy is incredible Um, you know he brings that type of energy every single day and we've got uh, you know additional guys uh, that bring you know, their maximum energy every single day in practice. And so, you know, it's one of those areas where, uh, you know, Richie's ability to be able to bring uh, some energy, right, uh, in a lot of different spaces. But last night, you know, specifically, we saw incredible energy from Spencer Johnson on the offensive glass. Uh, you know, I think he had five offensive rebounds. Uh, you know, for Dallin Hall to have, I think, four offensive rebounds last night was incredible energy, you know, that allowed us to be able to uh, shoot, you know, essentially 15 more times, um, you know, than BYU or than uh, Baylor did last night. You know, in addition, you know, each of our guys understands the standard of energy that we need to bring defensively. Um, you know, Coach Fennell has done a great job of, uh, you know, making sure that guys – uh, you know, game in and game out, uh, you know, with a few bumps on the road, uh, you know, have brought a consistent, focused energy uh, on the defensive end. And so, uh, you know, it's one of the things that, you know, we hope that each of our guys can bring uh, the maximum level of energy that they are capable of doing uh, and lean into their strengths on the floor. And we're able to see Richie, uh, you know, lean into one of his absolute strengths, which is, uh, you know, playing uh, hard, physical, tough every minute that he's on the floor. 
BYU assistant basketball coach Nick Robinson joining us here on The Zone. Your next game is at Kansas State. They got off to a great start, but they've lost seven of their last eight. The one win was over Kansas, so it's a quality win. But nonetheless, they've lost seven of eight. When you look at the tape, they're vulnerable somewhere. They're getting beat somewhere. Where? What do you guys need to attack? Where have their issues been? Yeah, Kansas State, you know, is a very good basketball team, right? They're well coached. Um, they're physical. They're tough. Uh, they've played better at home, um, you know, over the course of the season. Uh, you know, for us, we really feel like we've got to attack uh, in the areas that BYU has been successful in, meaning uh, we want to uh, do what we can to be in transition. We want to uh, shoot, um, you know, as many great threes as we can. We want to be very, uh, you know, physical and on our toes uh, as we move through screening and uh, cutting. Uh, which we've talked about on the, uh, you know, to this point. But in addition, defensively, uh, you know, we've got to be a, uh, really, really good in our transition defense. That's where they, uh, you know, have found a lot of success. Um, you know, and in the half court, we've got to make sure that we uh, limit, uh, you know, their top guys uh, to, uh, you know, what they uh, don't want to do. <laughs> we want to, you know, force them into some of their weaknesses. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a really tough uh, tall task and a, and a, a great challenge for us off of a, a really good win uh, versus Baylor. Uh, but I'm excited for our guys and we're excited as a, as a team and as a staff uh, for the opportunity. If I had to identify one reason for your team's big-time success this season, there's been no question about that, I think I would boil it down to simply continuity because the transfer portal hasn't been that big of a factor this year and everybody – uh, outside of uh, Khalifa, basically, has been with the team and knows what to expect. Would you agree with that, that continuity is, is that important? Because I put it pretty high on the list. I definitely believe that the guys that have been in the program, uh, right, for now uh, a year and, you know, three quarters uh, have benefited from the continuity. Um, but it's not just so much the continuity, right? Uh, it's really been the connectedness uh, of our guys. Uh, we were fortunate to be able to go on a foreign tour, um, you know, with those that joined the team brand new, uh, and that really connected our guys. And so when we entered fall camp and then we went through uh, the non-conference season, uh, they were able to lean on each other more and more and more and really, uh, you know, provide uh, incredible internal leadership. And so uh, for us to be able to see that consistently has gotten us through um, you know, many of the tough stretches that we've had in Big 12 play. Uh, but we've also been able to see uh, that that connectedness, um, you know, of this particular team um, has really been able to show itself in our responses, uh, you know, just like we had last night versus Baylor. Among the Stanford people, because you're a proud Stanford alum, as you should be, you guys all think that that, that, that mad dog guy, Mark Madsen, is a traitor now for coaching a Cal? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, <laughs> Coach <laughs> Coach Madsen um, has had an incredible, uh, you know, coaching career path to this point. Um, and so, you know, he's uh, doing everything he can to take advantage of the opportunities that are provided to him. And, and that was an incredible uh, opportunity for him to uh, go from Utah Valley into the Pac-12. Um, you know, and now the ACC, I guess, in, you yeah, know, three months' time. Yeah, but Cal, um, come you know, on, but, how could you do that? You know, 
it, it still feels, uh, you know, very weird, uh, you know, to see him, uh, you know, and, and, uh, uh, you know, some yellow and, and yellow and blue. Um, but, uh, you know, as a, uh, you know, as a Stanford alum, uh, you know, I'm excited for, uh, the guys that, uh, continue to have success, um, you know, in whatever profession they're in. I mean, we've got guys that are in commercial real estate and, um, you know, in, in Amazon and, uh, you know, running startups and all sorts of things. And so they've changed their Jersey as well. And so I'm not mad at any of them for, uh, uh, you know, pursuing incredible, uh, you know, dreams uh, at this particular stage. But I want you to know I'm an Arizona State grad and you'll forever be my favorite Stanford player because of that shot. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad that even 20 years later we're able to uh, bring smiles to uh, people's faces, uh, you know, with that incredible moment. Absolutely would have been a better answer, though. When you said absolutely, I got to admit my heart fell a little bit when you said not. That would have been funny if you'd just gone at Mark. Just for the fun of it. <laughs> he would have loved it, too. Uh, Drop the hammer on him. But, teammates, hey, you got you to gotta stick up for each other when you got the Stanford connection. And Mike Montgomery made hey. it okay. Mike made it okay because he did it, too. So everybody hey, else so, can follow I mean, him. So one of the things about, uh, you know, Coach Matson about Mad Dog is he was actually my host on my recruiting visit. Uh, right? So I've got nothing but love for that man. There you go. Well, Nick, we appreciate a few minutes after the big win. Congratulations. Good luck at Kansas State. And, uh, you know, keep an eye on the scores. And if you see Arizona lose, you know PK's happy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, hey, thanks for having me on. Go Cougs. And I really appreciate the time. All right. Thank you, Nick. Nick Robinson, assistant basketball coach at BYU, coming off the win over 11th ranked Baylor at home. Yeah, but uh, Montgomery didn't play for Stanford. No, he didn't. He coached Stanford. Didn't help he? him get to the Final Four. Well, he coached him. I mean, for 20 years? He did, but yeah, still. Yeah, I mean, he was a Stanford guy. No. Well, guys, you coached all hired hands. Not after 20 years. Come on. After 20 years, you're in the club. Well, except he left. He so did. there was the club. He Screw did. you, club. <laughs> you get to move on with your life. That was a situation where he went to the NBA and so the Stanford right. thing. And, and I actually thought Matson was going to get the Stanford job this year because I thought they were going to make a change with Haas, and they didn't. Didn't. Timing is everything. And they had a number of people, like, rip them for not making a right. move. And they're oh, going yeah. to make it in the next year or two, yeah, so absolutely. maybe he goes it's over not, then. It's not getting any better, <laughs> yeah, right. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. Coming up, everything you missed in this show next. Stay with us.